Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Take Action. I am your host. I am your teacher on duty today, Pastor K, and welcome to our 39th episode of Take Action. I told you last week that last week and this week went together. I ain't got time to play. Let's get right into it. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 12. And while you're looking up the scripture, they're going to put the app up on the screen and let you know how you can give as we continue to give out scholarships and build parks and continue to give uh, to our Dream Center to help young people all around the world with our nonprofit ideas. Take Action is about the people, and we use the conduit of teaching in order to bring that reality to life. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, and this is going to be one for the ages because this is something that has been in my spirit and in your spirit, and it's actually all over the Internet. I want you to take this statement that you've heard people say all the time about ministers. And if you look online right now, um, uh, preachers is acting up online right now. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I want to talk about people in, in my profession, but I'm one like we tripping. Like we got all kind of stuff going on right now and everybody's judging preachers and pulling up old tapes and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you all what's actually happening. People have been saying things like this in church for years. We just haven't been streaming like we have. So now we have to realize that what we're saying is going out into the public. But these are not new statements. This stuff has been going on for years. And pray our strength in the Lord as we become wiser to recognize that our audiences are expanding and that we're now talking to you and that everybody is not a member of our church. And so we don't always get the house jokes and it doesn't always translate well online. But as you think about that, I want you to read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. The Bible says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Let me read it in the New English translation. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God that no one be like a bitter root springing up and causing trouble, and through him many become defiled. I want to especially notice, or you and I to notice the words, looking diligently. Just look at it right there. Looking diligently. The phrase comes from the Greek word, which means to have oversight. All right. To have oversight. It's the Greek word episkaios. That's one of the ways to say it. Uh, Episkapos is another way of saying it. Epe meaning over. Skapos or skopos means to look. So if you say episkapos, it means, link those words together, it means to have supervisory oversight. Please write that down. Because I know y'all keep saying, man, y'all preachers are tripping. And I can't, I can't blame you because we have, all of us have said some things, done some things that are not right, and the criticism is fair. And when you speak 10, 20, 30,000 words a sermon three or four times a week, you're bound to say something stupid. It's, it's no wonder 
that more crazy things are not coming out of our mouth because uh, you have human emotions, you have uh, you have trauma, you, you have all of these things that are standing in the human body while it is up doing the spiritual application. And I, and I do apologize on behalf of everybody in our profession on some of the things that you may have deemed uh, irresponsible or painful because we are preachers. We are preachers of the gospel. The word episkopos is also the same Greek word for bishop. Okay, so in first Timothy three and one, a bishop is one who has oversight over a group of churches. So technically, technically, I'm a bishop. Okay, we have a north campus. We have a south campus. We have a west campus. Uh, we have a central campus downtown and we have one coming up in another area of town. Plus you, my brothers and sisters, who are members of the Lighthouse 2.0, uh, which they're getting ready to put up on the screen right now to show you how you can opt in and be a part of that and get more information from us. That makes me a bishop because I have to oversee all of these different churches. I have to oversee all of the campuses. I have to direct and watch and guide and correct and give oversight to all of the churches uh, at at all of our campuses. And as long as I am the bishop, as long as I am the pastor, here it is, the buck stops with me, right? I'm the leader, so the good press is mine, the bad press is mine, because ultimately I am the leader. Hebrews 12 and 15 uses the word, he uses the word, which means to have oversight, to alert, to, to, to look over. Are you with me so far? Because bishops... Uh, they, they have this responsibility. Now, I want you to look at it from this perspective. Hebrews 12 and 15 uses the word epikapos. It means to alert. And I have to find or I should point out a fact. That based on this text, you are a bishop, too. That's what I want to talk about. That's my subject matter. You are a bishop. What does he say you're a bishop over? You are a bishop over your own heart. That's the scripture. That's the scripture. Looking diligently, lest any man fell of the grace of God, lest any bitterness spring up in him. That's talking about the heart. So he's saying that you're actually the bishop or the preacher over your heart. The use of the word in this verse means It is our responsibility to watch, direct, guide, correct, and give oversight to that which is inside of you. So as the bishop over your own heart, it is your responsibility to guide, to direct, and to give oversight to what goes on inside of you. Your emotions, your thinking, you are responsible for how you allow what entered into your head, you are responsible for how it developed in your heart. Okay, so why do I make this point? Because we are often tempted to blame preachers for what they do, not recognizing that every one of you is a preacher too. That you are the bishop over your house, so you're responsible for what comes out of it. You are the bishop over your mouth, which makes you responsible for what comes out of it. You are the bishop over your heart 
And so you are responsible for what comes out of it. So you can no longer look at a preacher online and say shame on him because he's a preacher. Because when something foul comes out of you, shame on you, too. You see the grace. That's necessary to live and to co-mingle with one another. You're responsible for that bitterness in your heart, not your mother. You're responsible for the disposition and unforgiveness that you have against your father. You're responsible for the hatred that you feel towards somebody who didn't give you your, your just due. And the truth is, you're responsible for your emotions and your reactions. If somebody does something to offend you, God will deal with them. If you take offense, God will deal with you. You better hear what I just said. This message ain't going to be long because it ain't much. You can't handle the whole truth. It's just going to be strong. Let me tell you something. You are a bishop because according to the scripture, listen, I want to read it again, that you have to look diligently lest you fall of the grace of God, lest any bitterness take root in your life, therefore being defiled. When you outsource your reaction based on what happened to you, you are neglecting your responsibility of directing and being in charge of what enters into your heart and plants itself in your soul. And let me tell you something. We have to learn how to allow things to enter our ears and not let it get in our souls. And we have to understand that our emotions are our responsibility and that even when people hurt our feelings, that we can still maintain dignity. I know you don't want this. I can see you clicking off right now. But for the people who get this message, you're going to find out that God blesses cheerful hearts. And you're going to find out that the blessing that God has for you is connected to your heart. Let me prove it to you. When the Bible says that God made Saul the king of Israel, Saul was taller than everybody else. The Bible says he was the head and he was head and shoulders above everybody else. But what happened? He became envious of a little boy named David. Saul did not lose the kingdom for any other reason because he could not control his emotions in accordance to what was happening in the life of another man. And he became discouraged and despondent and deceitful because of a man named David. And what did God do, ladies and gentlemen? He snatched the anointing from Saul and placed it on the man he was envious of. What if I told you that you often lose your position to the person you don't treat correctly? What if I told you that you are in jeopardy of losing your position to the person you're jealous of, the person you won't help, the person that you're trying to hold back? You know that whole crab in the barrel mentality? What if I told you that lifting people you don't like is the way to get blessed? Pushing people ahead, even though they're trying to hold you back is the way to get blessed. Oh, by the way, by the way, before you say it's too hard, you a bishop. Before you say you can't do this, God says, no, you're the preacher of your heart. You're the bishop over your mouth. You're the bishop over your oaths, your soul. And you also are responsible for what you text out, tweet out and shout out. Help me, Holy Ghost. Yes, you don't get to have a ratchet IG because you ain't in the pulpit. You a bishop. You're a preacher. You are over your household. You have to study to show yourself approved that you might be able to rightly divide the word of God. Oh, don't cut off 
the TV now because when you watch in the other bishops, you share it and you retweet it and you repost it and, and, and you do it. So, so share this. I want you to share this. I want you to just, you know, edit this out and clip it like you do everything else. Just this part. I'm a bishop. This is for you. This is for you. Stop outsourcing your anger on the fact that your father didn't raise you. Get over it. Pastor, how are you going to tell me to get over it? Because I did. This is your moment to forgive your mother no matter how she sold you out. This is the time for you to reconnect with your sister no matter what she did when you all were in high school. You want to ask me why? I'll tell you why. Hebrews 12 and 15. Looking diligently lest you fall from the grace of God that you don't allow bitterness to take root in your heart, Bishop, and thereby many being defiled. Out of our heart flows the issues of life. I almost called this message heart attacks because I am believing that many people miss destiny not because of duty, but because of heart. How did David get it? He was immoral. He was nasty. He was all kind of wrong. He, listen, David, I, I can't even tell you how immoral this man was. But the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. God trusted him with Israel, not because he was perfect, but because he was not defiled inside. I'm trying to show you the game. You can read every book in the library, but if you don't change this, to no avail. Because God doesn't, listen, God doesn't look upon the countenance of man. That means face. Where does God look? On the heart. Have you allowed anger, frustration to defile you? Have you given up on being kind because somebody broke you? Are you still mad about a breakup from six years ago? And are you still trolling somebody's Instagram page with your fake account, putting up stuff just to get even so you feel good inside? Look at me. Stop it. It's beneath you. It's childish. And by the way, you're a bishop. Bishops don't do that. That's not how bishops talk. That's not how bishops operate. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying, don't you? Because you said this to preachers and I'm saying it to you. You're a bishop. You're responsible for what comes out of your mouth, too. You're responsible for what's on your Instagram page. You're responsible for what you tweet out. You're responsible for how you cuss that person out in the drive-thru. You're responsible for how you treated that cashier at the grocery store. Oh, don't get mad at me now. This is Bible study. You're responsible for how you talk to your cousin, your siblings. You're responsible. Because you are a bishop over your emotions, your thought life, your talk life. You got many locations. 
You're a bishop. And he says you have to look diligently. Everybody type diligently. It takes diligence to keep your heart in a good condition. Man, let me tell you, I love you so much and I'm telling you what other people won't tell you. It takes diligence to keep your heart right. Sit up. Don't lean back now. Come here. Come here, daughter. Come here, son. Sit up. Don't get busy. Put the phone down. This is where the change is made. The fact that you feel uncomfortable means I'm on your doorstep. The enemy has your heart churning. You're angry, despondent, calloused, short-tempered. And you think you have a reason to be that way because of how somebody did you. Look diligently lest any man should fall. Should fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness. Root of bitterness. Um, Let me tell you something about roots. Two things I know about roots. I love to play golf. And there are always trees at the golf course. Every once in a while, you'll go to a golf course where the roots of a tree have grown above the ground, buckling the concrete. Literally breaking because roots, there is no force on earth that can stop a root. A root will grow in the foundation of your house. And destroy the whole roof. Roots. They're powerful here in the south. And to those of you all who are in Florida and other southern states, California, there is something called a palm tree. You got them, don't you? Do you know that it is a fact that a palm tree goes into the earth with its roots equal in value or height to what you see above the ground? So when you see a palm tree, what you're actually looking at is a tree that has roots that are 30 and 40 feet in the ground and wraps itself around rocks, which is why palm trees can survive hurricanes because they, they grab a hold of something so tough that even the wind cannot blow it down. I'm asking you, has the root of bitterness in you grown down so deep that not even the word can move you? I can see some of you resisting this word right now. But if you allow it to break you, you also allow it to bless you. I want everybody to type. I'm a bishop. I'm responsible for this thing. If somebody does something to offend me, God will deal with them. Oh, I wish you knew God had your back. I wish you knew ain't nobody going to get away for what they did to you. I wish you know that the Bible says that our God never sleeps, nor does he ever slumber. God wouldn't sleep when it happened. He allowed it to happen. Why? Because all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If you take offense, God will deal with you. Notice I said take offense because people can give offense without you taking it. You don't have to be offended because they were offensive. You can either let that sink into your soul 
or let it bypass your spirit. That's up to you. That's up to you. But you cannot control what comes out of other people's mouths. But you can control what you let get in your spirit. Bishop. You know, one of the things that I dealt with growing up since I've been preaching since 14. Could you imagine being 14? Being an athlete in high school, a starting athlete. Going off to college, wanting to do what everybody else wants to do. And every time you try to be 20, every time you try to be 16, somebody say you can't do that because you're a preacher. I wish I would have knew then that they were, too. I wish I would have known when I was 16 that everybody was a bishop. I wish I had known when I was 21 that everybody is responsible for the roots in their life, lest they fail of the grace of God. It takes diligence to keep your heart and get conditioned, ladies and gentlemen. Looking diligently is from the Greek. Guess what the word for looking diligently is? You want to guess? Episcopos, the same word, the same word that we've been talking about. So every step of the word, the same Greek word is applicable. I've been waiting to say this all day as I've been studying this for you, the body of Christ. You're supposed to be a preacher, too. It doesn't mean that you're in the pulpit. It doesn't mean that you are that you have to study the word of God. It doesn't mean that it means that you have to preach to yourself. And that you got to tell you this is beneath us. That I'm not going to get my blessing if I keep letting my roots connect to the wrong fruit. I used to love picking the weeds in my yard. (laughs) I used to pick them all the time. I got too busy and my allergies ain't that good. I used to pick them all the time, one by one. It takes all day. Not that my yard was that big, it was a decent size, but I picked all of the roots out of my, the weeds out of my flower beds. Um, and, and when you do it often, they come up easy. I, I, I noticed that when I kept walking past them, they became a little more difficult to pull up. And here's the thing about a weed that you walk past. You can't pull it up without pulling up your soil. So when you let, listen to me, when you let a root stay in your heart too long, you can't pull it without losing a piece of you. You have to pluck them daily. You have to pluck them often. Everybody say diligence. It takes diligence to keep your heart pure. So it became overwhelming um, picking all of those weeds out of my yard. And, and let me tell you why. Because in two or three days, they'd be back. So you know what I did? I got smart. And I bought some Roundup. And I went around my yard spraying everything. This is on my first yard. So you're going to tell how inexperienced I was. Oh, I got to spraying them. Wherever they were, didn't read the instructions and didn't realize that Roundup not only killed the weeds, It killed everything it touched. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. And let me tell you something. If you don't start 
dealing with the roots by hand. And you just let time deal with it. Or you just sweep it under the rug and act like it's going to go away. That's equivalent to using Roundup in your flower bed. And it won't be long before everything's dead. Hopes, dreams, ambitions, faith, courage, all be gone. You can't expect anyone else to care about your heart. Never forget that I told you 20 minutes ago, I know I'm a preacher, you're a bishop too. I hope you get the spirit of that word. It was a semantic on words, I hope. I know some of you will judge it, I know somebody will grab it and I'll get the comments back, but I wasn't called by God, you were created by him, bishop. You have a responsibility that even though you're frustrated and you want to curse and go off, you got to remember you got a three-year-old in the back seat, Bishop. To the CEO who owns the company and who's a tyrant and goes in and just goes off on people but, but wants a better culture, you're a bishop. And I want to read to you this last verse once again. Looking diligently, lest, let's take any man out, lest you fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up in you. And thereby you will be defiled. Spoiled desecrated to no avail. Your prayer tonight should be, God, give me my heart back. Created me a clean heart. David did. And renewed me a right spirit because I don't want to go to a new place and be the same old person. I hope that those of y'all who stayed with me, who had the courage to stay with me to the end. Here's what I'm praying for you. God, if I've ever been faithful, if I am your man of God and connected to you by way of the anointing, to everybody who made it to the end of this message, I ask that you would give them a 100-fold blessing for being patient enough and aware enough to know that this word was for them and not for somebody else. I pray that God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. And that when we see each other again, you will have testimony after testimony after testimony. They're putting the link up on the screen right now as they have been all doing this message to let you know how you can be faithful in giving. To let you know that God loves those who give, give cheerfully. And let me tell you something. I promise you this, that whatever you give and whatever's happening to this house, God told me through the word of God that he's going to allow grace to abound to your account. Get ready for your account to be plentiful. 
I love you. We'll see you next week. God bless you.